0: Welcome in to episode number 160 of Patrick Jones Baseball where we find the best tools to build the best players. This is a very special episode because we have a member of the Axbat team and Axbat has been kind enough to give all listeners of Patrick Jones Baseball 25% off of all Axbat training bats including the drive line overload underload set. All you have to do is head to axbat.com and type in coupon code PJB25 for 25% off. So here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Baseball is going to happen again, okay? I promise you that. So take advantage of this deal right now because it literally will not exist by the time we have baseball again. So head on over to axbat.com, type in code PJB, and you'll receive 25% off at checkout. On this episode, we have Brandon Barry. Brandon is currently a representative of Axbat and previously spent the last two and a half years working for Blast Motion. In this episode, Brandon talks about his playing career as a college and professional baseball player, his transition into working with Blast Motion and what metrics you should be aiming for, and how utilizing Axpat speed trainers during this time could be a major benefit once baseball does start to return again. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is Brandon Barry. Alright, we now welcome on Brandon Barry, who is a representative of Um, Brandon, really appreciate you taking the time to come on today, man. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I'm super appreciative for it, uh, especially during these uh, challenging times. Everyone's stuck up at home.
0: Yeah, they, we are stuck up at home. On, I'm in Ohio, so it's cloudy every day, and, and you're out in San Diego, so you actually <laughs> you get at least a, a decent view, uh, even though you are <laughs> stuck inside. But I've been a, a big fan of, of Axbat for a long time. I even used it three or four years ago as a player. Um, And so, like I said, I'm a big fan of what you guys do, but if you could just start off the show and maybe just give a little bit of uh, your own journey um, in the baseball realm and and kind of how you got to be where you're at today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, yeah, born and raised in San Diego, uh, played high school ball at Rancho Bernardo High School. I was fortunate enough to earn a scholarship and play at the University of Washington up in Seattle, go uh, go dogs, and uh, loved my time up there. Um, I actually had a medical redshirt my second year there, so um, after completing my undergraduate degree, I was able to transfer down to Cal State Northridge in the Los Angeles area, uh, sync back up with Coach Moore and Coach Tuhig, and um, did my last season there. Also fortunate enough to play uh, to get drafted and play for the Miami Marlins for a season. Um, so i was out in florida living the, the minor league life that was uh, an awesome awesome time um, after my playing career i was immediately hired by blast motion um, they're actually based here in, in san diego as well uh, i was there for two and a half years working with you know their mlb college high school you name it um, was was uh, deeply involved in a lot of different things there and then just recently uh, came over to the Axpat team uh, about a month ago super excited um, a lot of great stuff you know coming through uh the Axbat channel so um th- thanks again for having me on
0: so you played at the University of Washington in college and I see you played you played there for 3 years and it looks like you played pretty regularly like as a junior you had 8 home runs you know hit 265 270 why did you decide to transfer um even though you were playing every day to Cal State Northridge your senior year
1: yeah great question um just yeah, so I you know I made my 4 year Um, Commitment um, to to Coach Megs and the staff up there, and um, I'd I'd completed my undergraduate degree, and um, you know, kind of was just a a gut feeling that it was time to kind of change up the scenery, um, get a little fresh start uh, somewhere else, and honestly, kind of getting getting back closer to home was was uh, something I wanted to do. Um so I just kind of went went for it. Um I did, <laughs> I had no plan of of really knowing where I was going to play. Um I kind of just told the staff at at UW, hey, I'm, I'm moving on and I'm going to figure it out and uh ended up linking up with uh coach uh Greg Moore and Jordan Tuhig. Um they had recruited me <laughs> actually when I was at Washington. So they were just uh just hired at Northridge and I just kind of went for it and uh, it was one of the best decisions of my life for sure it was such a great time great people around us um, getting to play in a new conference was awesome you know I was a two and a half hour drive from my parents rather than my family rather than a two and a half, two and a half hour flight so mm. um, just getting back in some sunshine really.
0: <laughs> so what would you say was more of just being a little homesick?
1: Yeah homesick just a fresh start um, and yeah I just kind of wanted to uh, change it up a little bit it was kind of just a, a gut feeling I couldn't really Put put one reason per se on it. It's just I, I knew my time was um, was up at, up in Seattle, and uh, you know, excited to have an, another opportunity. And um, you know, I started my master's degree there as well. So um, I ended up completing my master's uh, in sports management there. So um, getting that master's degree was was definitely of, of huge value for me as well. And um, it kind of worked out perfectly, transferred into Northridge and you know uh, getting into the right program and um, it was actually even uh, another benefit was being able to go out and play in the Cape Cod league um, out in on the Cape so once I once I committed to Northridge they were able to get me placed on a temp contract out in the Cape and that was something I'd always wanted to do in my career that's you know um, you know you hear of college you know summer baseball you think Cape Cod and so that was an awesome opportunity that Northridge provided as well
0: yeah, that, I, I am jealous. I always wanted to play in that league, too, but was never invited. Um, <laughs> it's uh, a tough so, out
1: there, man. What's that? It's a tough one out there. There's, there's a lot of a lot of studs out there, man. Yeah,
0: there is, man. Especially, man, That uh, what was it like? Is that like a 10-day contract? Is that what they give a lot yeah. of the guys?
1: Yep, temp contract, and then you kind of just play your way in.
0: That's tough. So when you were getting your sports management degree, like, what were you envisioning? um yourself doing down the road like did you envision kind of what you're doing right now <laughs> not at all
1: um never in a million years I always knew I wanted to stay in sports I thought um I was going to be something like an athletic director um maybe kind of front office of uh, you know major league organization but um yeah I mean the opportunity came uh came up at blast um through uh, a buddy of mine former uh, teammate of mine Kyle Addle uh, brought me on to blast and um, I had dealt with, you know, other sensor technology companies, um, when I was playing like Zep, uh, diamond kinetics, and, um, I didn't really see much value out of it. Honestly. Um, I was kind of sea <laughs> ball hit ball type of hitter. Um, I like to be really thoughtless at the plate. Um, and I wasn't, you know, really into numbers too much per se. Um, but when I started understanding what blast measures and how it's measured and, and the value of the information, um, I was, I was, I was bought in from the start. So. Um, kind of jumped right in. You know, I had some really awesome experiences to get out in spring training, meeting with different uh, organizations using who use Blast. I think they're up to, call it, I don't know, 25, 27 of 30 major league organizations now use Blast on the pre-impact swing uh, capture. So everything from the start of your swing to the point of contact, what's the bat and body doing together, and that information is super valuable. Um, if we if we think about you know the hitting metrics that are, are captured nowadays we have pre-impact metrics that's what the bat and body are doing together and then we have post impact metrics what the ball's doing off the bat that's your your launch angle your exit velocity your distance um i like to look at that data that's the result data you know the process information that's the the pre-impact information so um we know that you know by cleaning up certain parts of the process information you can get your desired results Um, and get your desired exit velocity, launch angles, things like that. So, um, it was just an awesome opportunity, um, over at blast, but, you know, throughout my, you know, two and a half years there, I kept seeing different data coming from this one type of bat and it kept being axe bat. And, um, you know, if we talk about the swing plane or if we talk about the pre-impact data, we're talking about swing plane and that's just simply equating to consistent contact. We're talking about connection. Um, meaning uh, are we able to cover all parts of the zone Um, and then rotation rotational acceleration that's how well the body sequencing how well are you sequencing your you know your core your hips and how how quickly can you accelerate the bat in the swing plane Um, and so I kept seeing the 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 data was different with Axe and and the opportunity came came up to join the team and and work with um, our, our professional guys guys like Mookie Betts George Springer um, those are two um, you know, kind of poster childs, the guys that use Axe all the time. And then you name it, um, There's, we have a whole list of athletes that um, not necessarily swing Axe full time, but I've used it at least in a big league game or multiple times in the games. And I mean, it's really, really exciting to see the success that they have with uh, an axe handle versus a round handle especially at the big league level and how we can capture that and, and share that down you know down the stack down to college high school these travel organizations that's really kind of my why and all this is um, I really think about standing on top of a mountain and shouting hey like axe bat is gonna help you improve your swing um, and it's clear as day and, and, and use objective information to validate it that's what I want Um and so that's kind of just my my why, and I'm excited to to share um, the good word, really.
0: So, what have you found um, using axe? If a player is using like an axe bat versus just a regular knob, what differences show up just on a simple just blast motion sensor?
1: Yeah, as simple as uh, you're going to see an increase in bat speed. Um, you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have an increase in your on plane percentage, your on plane efficiency. Um, you're going to uh, just kind of create more of a consistent swing. Um, and, and it really kind of all comes down to the design of the handle itself. Um, and just kind of citing a uh, study that was put out by Dr. Gupta, PhD at UCLA. Um, he used the elite college baseball players and did um, uh, uh, testing on round handle versus act handle and it, it came out, you know, improve, improves their performance. It creates additional bat rotational speed, delivers more efficient power, improves barrel control and re- reduces hand pain, provides a more comfortable fit on on the hand itself. And and one of the biggest ones, too, is it reduces injuries and incidents of um, thrown bats. And the injury component is that hamate bone. Um, so hamate fractures are, you know, super common nowadays, unfortunately, and uh you know, whether you want to, it's handmade bones generally break because these guys are swinging for 25 years throughout their life. And in that constant pressure point on that bone, it just finally breaks. And that's a pretty painful injury. Um, and so, you know, we see a lot of guys coming over to the ax team just purely because of that issue. Um, is any type of handmade bone issue, hand or wrist issue. Um, the ax handle is just a more comfortable fit. There's less pressure points on one specific part of the hand. Um, so, yeah, so kind of going down the injury prevention path. But, um, yeah, you're going to have a, an increased uh, plane, bat speed. Um, even talking about rotational acceleration sequence um, using, you know, our long bat. Um, you know, we have a whole line of training products that help uh, in, in key parts of the swing.
0: So for the breaking the hammock bone, I guess for, for those listening who may not know like, exactly where that means, that's essentially where, that, like, where you would get that blister on the knob, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've I've had played with a lot of players and actually coached some now too that have had that issue. And I actually started swinging um, an axe bat because I was having just some wrist issues. I said my wrist was always flaring up, and it got to a point where like I literally couldn't be on the knobs. I had to choke up. And mm-hmm. then um, it was right around the time where my axe bat started to, to kind of come out with some stuff, and and that's when I was able to um, I tried it out and never had an issue again. I mean, it it really was. Awesome. And I felt when I swing a little bit, it was a lot more compact. You know, I had a long swing um, and it was, you know, I had so I had a lot of swing and miss and it really helped me yeah. kind of just stay shorter to the baseball.
1: Absolutely. And, and it really just kind of makes sense. <laughs> like, you know, there's a lot of people we talk to who want to get into the science and the numbers, which, which we're happy to go into. But at the end of the day, it just kind of makes sense and it just feels good in your hand. And, you know, um, for for athletes who are oh it's a little uncomfortable, all I say is hey, just get in the, in the cages for a couple of days and just just try it, just try it out, and you'll you'll kind of get over that discomfort um, of it, you know, being you know not the you know, standard round uh, handle that you've used your whole life. Um, but once you kind of get over that, man, and, and understand the benefits, the injury prevention, the performance benefits to it, it's it's really just a no-brainer for me. I'm biased, but
0: <laughs> well, and I think you know. It may feel uncomfortable when you first try it out. It's not gonna, I wouldn't say uncomfortable, it just feels different. But mm-hmm. I can tell you if you go in the game and you start playing well, it it's going to feel comfortable.
1: Absolutely. Yep.
0: Um so like you said you guys have a lot of different it's not just one axe bat that you guys have. And I, you know, I, I, one of the things that I've been using for my own training uh, with players locally is um, the overload, underload, you know, the axe trainers. Can you kind of mm-hmm. get into um, the, how that exactly works? The reps, sets, you know, the just kind of the thought process behind um, the speed trainers. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Great question. So we have a full line of axe speed trainers um, and they're all powered by driveline baseball. So, um, our corporate office is actually up in Seattle, um, really close to Driveline. We have a great relationship with those guys. Um, so every speed trainer set that we have, is, it comes with a 12-week training uh, manual um, powered by those guys over at Driveline. So they have uh, drills that we're, we're going to want to be doing, uh, rep ranges, um, environments, whether we're doing off the tee, front toss, off the machine, etc. Um, so I'd highly recommend checking that out. Um, as far as the speed trainers themselves, so it, it's a three-bat system. We have our handle load, our barrel load, and our under load. And basically all we do is we take the weight in the bat and displace it in different uh, uh, parts of the bat. And we really do that um, to really empower the athlete to cre- uh, to feel different areas of the, it kind of exposes different areas of the swing. When we start, you know, taking five or 10 swings with the underload, then we'll go barrel load, then we'll go um, handle load, kind of going back and forth, um, really kind of ex- exposes some parts of the swing where the athlete can improve. Um, so as far as, as far as drills, um, so I'm kind of just looking at our, our um, little 12-week training packet right now. But one resource I definitely want to put out um, to check out further is just going to be drivelinebaseball.com axbat Um Pretty much most of this information um, is all in there as well. Um, and of course, if, if you were to purchase one of our speed trainers, um, it comes with it as well. But as far as drills, um, I mean, a lot of good ones in here. Um, our offset rotation drill, our hookem drill, our, our, our depth ladder drill. Um, all of the 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 booklet kind of goes through everything. But what we want to do is kind of do a progression. So you want to take each bat, take five to ten swings um, in different environments, uh, whether we're off the tee, um, meaning, like environments meaning tee work, front toss. Um, you know, uh, pitching machine. What we really want to do with all all this uh, all this training itself is we want to ideally get to as close to an in game environment as possible. And in a perfect world scenario, we're going to use some objective information to validate whether we're going forward or whether we're going backwards with the swing. Um, and so, what I mean by that is is if, if you know, perfect world scenario, I'm going to have my ax bat speed trainers, I'm going to have my blast motion sensor, and I'm going to have If possible, any post impact uh, data measurement, whether that's a rap soto, a hit tracks, et cetera. Um, And I'm gonna first assess myself as a hitter. I'm gonna say, all right, I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna take my regular game bat, I'm gonna get, you know, 10 swings, middle, middle, you know, and whatever, you know, 90, 95, whatever you're at in your your, um, level of play per se. But I wanna get some in game swings as close to our in game environment as possible and see where I'm at. From there, then we'll use the speed trainers. Then we'll use maybe um, our long bat, our long trainer. Maybe we'll use our short bat and essentially put the athlete into different constraints and allow them to really self-organize and make adjustments for themselves. Um, And, you know, as a coach or a a hitting, um, you know, whether an athlete or a coach, you're really going to want to use that objective information to validate the feel versus the reality of the swing with the hitters. Um, So, you know, growing up, we only had feel. Um, and now we're in a cooler you know, time where we have objective information where I might feel one thing, but in reality, my swing is functioning in, in a different way than I feel. Um, and so, but at the end of the day, our end goal is to, you know, improve our swing and create a more consistent, uh, swing that we can duplicate in game, right? Cause if we can't perform in the game, you know, what are we doing really? Um, so I'll kind of stop there is. Exactly. Yeah,
0: no, I I love all that. I love all that. And I definitely, it makes, <clears throat> it makes good sense to me. And I think, you know, like I said, I've been using them for a while now. And I love, um, the, especially the new long trainer that came out. That thing is a freaking beast. <laughs> um, yep. But, you know, one of the things that I was thinking, um, just as you were talking right there, was how this is such a unique time. Um, well, for a lot of it, just in life in general. But, you know, in baseball specifically, what we're talking about, is so many players out there are don't really have access to, you know, weight rooms, training, anything like that. And so this overload-underload program essentially kind of compensates um that a little bit, right? It's kind of you're kind of you're still able to increase your bat speed, right? You're gonna be training, but you're also gonna be improving your swing. So it's kind of like a win-win during a time where you kind of won't have access to um, you know, the weight room and things like that, you can kind of, hey, filter this in and kind of supplement it. I guess that would be a better way than compensate. Supplement it instead of being able to, to use the weight room, if that makes sense.
1: 100%, you're exactly right. And I, I kind of like to think about... Um, a sprinter so um, you know as a you know a, a world-class sprinter what are they doing to increase their speed and their in their uh, their time they're going to be hooking themselves up to a sled that has a bunch of weight on it and they're going to be doing sprints with a sled behind them pulling the pulling the sled with you know more weight on it right pulling them back a little bit but then they're going to reverse that then they're going to do some downhill speed sprints where their their body's moving quick right we're running downhill and we're going to feel what it feels like um, to run faster and, and I kind of equate that to this the speed trainers. It's you're you're kind of just doing just that But we're just putting different implements in your hand to help you do so rather than you know Actually being a sprinter. We're, we're, we're taking a baseball or softball swing
0: Now what if a player is at home right now and he doesn't have a tee would it still be effective if he just did dry swings with these? 100%
1: yeah 100% um, Perfect world scenario. We're hitting baseballs um, or softballs, but absolutely dry swings uh, beneficial as well. And um, a lot of, even the long trainer, man, the long trainer is one of my favorites for in, improving sequence or rotational acceleration in the blast terminology. Um, and rotational acceleration really is just a measurement of how quickly the athlete can accelerate the bat into the swing plane. Um, so if we talk about bat speed and rotation, they kind of go hand in hand. So bat speed of, is, is, of course, how quickly your bat is at impact, how, how quick it's going at impact, and what rotational acceleration measures how quickly you can accelerate and create that bat speed. Um, so if you think about that, you can think about two hitters who have the same bat speed, maybe uh, 70 miles an hour bat speed. Equate that to two cars going down the freeway, um, they're, and they're both going 70 miles an hour, but one of them is a Honda Civic, and one of them is a Tesla. Um, that Honda Civic takes some time to accelerate and to get to that 70 miles an hour, while that Tesla, <laughs> you can get there really quick, and, and you can accelerate and you get to that 70 miles an hour really quick. So. As an athlete, as a hitter, I want to be that Tesla and I want to have a higher rotational acceleration because I can. it gives me more time to see the ball deeper into the zone and to make a better decision. Um, a, a, for example, a guy who has off-the-charts um, rotational acceleration is Pete Alonzo from the Mets, um, pretty decent hitter. Uh, I love obviously watching him hit the ball out of the out of the stadium, um, but one of my favorite things watching him is his the way he takes pitches. He's able to lay off and make really good decisions on wipeout sliders um, that are filthy, and then he you know turns on a 98 mile an hour fastball to left center. Like that is extremely impressive, and it's the way he sequences his body, uh, and that's what not only the speed trainers but that long bat's going to help create because that bat so it's a 37 inch a 37 ounce bat the athlete cannot be handsy their, their first movement with their swing cannot be with their hands they're going to get beat i um, mean it really trains the athlete to sequence their body efficiently so we're our our core is firing our hips are firing and we're transferring all that energy out to the last thing which is our bat and we can accelerate that bat into the swing plane um, and so if kind of going back to you know using objective information in our training environment is you know get these speed trainers get get the long bat the short bat and and see where your swing is at you're going to want to assess where you're at and then use these different tools to then validate you after running another assessment all right where did i where did i improve and where did i you know maybe go down or you know where am i at after all these all this training
0: the short bat's awesome, by the way. There's so many <laughs> good uh, drills that you can just come up with while you're by yourself or just use by yourself, especially off the tee. Um, love, love, love the short bat. Uh, going back to Pete Alonzo, and you talked about the rotational acceleration. A lot of people will want to know, like, what numbers should they be trying to get um, when they're using some of these metrics?
1: Absolutely. And that's a great question. And I would say um, every athlete is different. And uh, there's athletes in the big leagues that don't have um, you know, standout blast numbers or standout exit velocity that are extremely successful. So um, there's a lot of things that go into an athlete being successful, um, whether it's mental, you know, training, whether it's your approach, uh, whether it's your just grit, you know, your makeup. Um, but as far as the rotational acceleration piece, generally the um, the minor league average is going to be around 11 G's and the big league average is going to be around 17 G's. Um, so if you're, you know, not a professional athlete and you're in that range, that's awesome. That's super cool to see because you know that you have it, you know, you have a key component of the swing, um, that's going to help you, um, scale and be successful. The higher levels up. Um, now if, if you're not in that range, maybe, or or maybe we're younger and you know, we're in the, you know, three to six to nine G's range. That's okay. It's, it's, it's awesome that you, you have access to this technology and you understand where you're at. It's just, it's just a matter of about understanding where you're at and then how do we slowly get better at that, right? If we talk about the growth mindset, it's just one percent better every day. It's you know, I might have I might be a, a hitter, I have bad plane, I have bad connection and bad rotation, and I see all reds on there and I'm like, Oh man, I stink. But no, that's OK. We can use this information to slowly just get a little bit better over long periods of time, especially like right now when everyone's kind of hunkered down at home and, you know, hitting, you know, hitting in the net in the backyard or maybe going to the local park. Hey, just get a little bit better right now. And by the time this is all you know passing, um, shoot, we might look up and we might be a pretty good ball player at the end of this thing. And so I just think it's a super cool opportunity for a lot of our, um, a lot of our athletes who are stuck up at home, whether you're a professional guy or, or, you know, it's terrible with these college and high schoolers, but, um, you know, getting their seasons cut out, but, um, yeah, just use the information and just slowly get a little bit better.
0: Awesome. Brandon, really appreciate you. Are you coming on? Is there anything else you'd like to, to add to all the listeners out there?
1: No, man. Um, Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate your time, and uh, we'll throw a discount, uh, discount code in there for, your, for all your listeners, and I really appreciate it. You can check out everything at axbat.com and um, thanks again for having me on.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Patrick Jones Baseball. If you enjoy this episode, please make sure to share it on social media. Until next week, thanks for listening.